Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast and happy Monday to you. I have an amazing episode for you today. We have a phenomenal guest on the show and I cannot wait for you to meet her. But first, I have a couple questions for you. I know that many of you here, probably 90% or more of you are that are listening to this podcast are in the season of motherhood right now or desire to be in the season of motherhood within the next five to 10 years. And when I was starting this business, one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to start an online business is so that I could be a stay-at-home mom while making an abundance of income for my family to help us to experience that that financial freedom and time freedom and, and not miss out on those oh-so-precious moments of children being raised, like, like the little patter of their feet on the floor, like reading books in the middle of the day, you know, making cookie. Like I, I, I am so excited for that season of my life. And many of you are already in it. And when I talk to many of you, one of the things that, that you say to me that, that you're viewing as an obstacle when it comes to running your business or building a business is the conflict of time not feeling like you have enough of it, uh, not knowing how to manage it, or not knowing what to do with the time that you do have so that you can build your business in the most time-efficient way. Well, let me ask you this. What if you had the secret code to being both productive and unbusy at the same time? Even as a work-from-home mom, wife, online coach, and business owner, What if you were able to have the highest cash month in your business and have nutritious meals on the table, feeding and nourishing your family every single night? What if you had the formula to getting all the items on your to-do list done and checked off and you still had enough me time at the end of the night to soak in a warm tub, a bubble bath, if you will, and to dive into one of your favorite books? Well, For my guest today on the show, Mrs. Alyssa Wolf, that is not just like some fantasy that that moms are dreaming about. It is actually a reality. I am so excited for you to meet Alyssa Wolf. She is a productivity coach for introverted work-at-home moms, and her goal is to help you simplify your home and create routines as a work-at-home mom so that you can manage your family to help them thrive and crush your business goals. And today she's coming on the show to talk about the real kind of productivity that has been work-at-home mom tested. Y'all are going to love Alyssa and be sure to go down in the show notes, check out her website, check out her podcast. She is absolutely incredible. And let's be honest, we could all use a little productivity, time management, hacking and fine tuning in our life. Am I right? (laughs) I'm right. So without further ado, here's Alyssa. Hey coach, welcome to the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flopped launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 months in your business? Do you have big dreams of becoming debt-free, going on more family vacations, and staying home with your kids? But right now, your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month? Hey there, I'm Cammie. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. 
a few years ago, before I was known for being a high ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, I was just your average online coach struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, my husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part, you don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high ticket coaching online. So you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients and create life-changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work because you were made for this. Alyssa, welcome to the Bible's Babies and Business Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So Alyssa Wolf, when you emailed me, I immediately was like, yes, yes, yes. We have to, I have to have you on the show. And we were talking a little bit before we hit record. Here's why I'm so excited for each one of you to hear from Alyssa today. First of all, she has an amazing topic that she's going to bring. She's going to talk about the real kind of productivity, which we all want, like, we all want to be productive in our life. We all want to be productive in our business. Nobody wants to waste time or energy and resources because time is one of those things that we don't ever get back. And so we, we want to steward it well. Um, but how do we stay productive with our time while we are also wife, also mom? And so she has um, a method that she's going to share that is work at home mom tested so that you can stay productive in your business. Before we dive into that, Alyssa, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to the listeners and share with us about you, about your business. Who is Alyssa? Thank you, Cami. So I'm an introvert, God follower, and I have five kids. They're right now ages three through 14. And I like to teach moms how to simplify their homes, create routines, and uplevel their mindset. Because when you're building a business, it takes a lot of mindset work. But you're a mom, so you have to find the time somewhere. So routines are crucial. And then when you've got multiple kids, the stuff just multiplies. <laughs> you got to deal with it. Oh, wait, except you don't have time anymore. You're doing too many things. So you want to minimize stuff around your house as well. But the main focus is productivity for women who have been called to do something in addition with their lives. So I don't want these moms to feel like you always have to be the unpaid maids, that the business is the optional add-on. If it's something God has called you to do, he will provide a way. And a lot of times that way is getting your family involved. And it does not mean working from hustle and not rest because God is a God of rest as well. So that's what I want to help everyone learn how to do. Oh man, this is going to be so good. I'm so excited to get to dive deeper into this. And what I was sharing with you earlier is that 
although I am not yet in that season of motherhood. I almost every single one of my clients is a mom. And the thing that comes up so often is I know I'm supposed to, I know I'm supposed to build this business. Like, like that's not the question in their minds. And they also know that they're called to, you know, be a wonderful wife to their husband. They're also called to steward over the children that the Lord has blessed them with. And what I, what I'm gathering after, you know, being on countless hours of conversations with women is the desire is there, but how do we, how do we make it fit? Like we only get the 24 hours, like, oh, and sleep. (laughs) and rest, which is, you know, to your point. So what I'd first love to, for us to dive into is how do you define when, when we talk about the real kind of productivity, the title of this episode, how do you define productivity? I define it as getting done what you want to get done and doing that reliably and on time. And, and that can be just for yourself. Like it doesn't have to apply to your family or to your job or your, to your kids for you to call it being productive. Because you have to depend on yourself to get your own food, clean your own dishes, do your own laundry, handle your business stuff, right? So you're trusting yourself to do the basic daily chores that you need. But by the time we've added the kids and the house and husband and everything else on top of that, your list is just, you know, six miles long by that point. So at its core, productivity is getting done your top priorities. Yes, now they've expanded beyond you as a person what you need, but it's your priorities and doing it during that day, that 24 hours, like you said, in the time you set. So whether that was supper by seven or, oh, wait, we need supper at 445 because we have to run out. Like you get to pick when the getting supper chore happens. And if you do those things, you know you are productive because you got done the essentials. That's all it is, getting done the essentials for you, for your life. Okay, I love that. And I like that you essentially were, were creating the 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 list, if you will, but creating priority with the list. What is what is the essentials? So a little su- kind of sub question coming off of that is how do how do you or is there a process that you use to understand what is deemed essential, what has to get done today, and what's deemed non-essential? Shortcut hack. Are there any problems that are going to arise if you skip it? Ooh, we should clean the bathrooms today. Do we have company? No. Okay. It can probably wait another day, that kind of a thing. Whereas laundry, does it have to be done today? We don't have another pair of underwear in the drawer. Yes, it's essential for today. Got it. All right. Simple and life-changing. Love that question. <laughs> we can ask ourselves. So when you talk about the systems that you're using for productivity, can you give us a quick overview of what do those systems look like that you use in order to stay productive as a work-from-home mom? Sure. So I have five that I'd say the main ones. How about number one is planning my week out ahead of time. So I can just run with the to-do list I've already created sometime when I had the brain space to think about it. You can do that in whatever increments work best to you. Three days, one week, two weeks, month, I don't care. Just have your planning done ahead of time. Habit number two is delegating a lot of chores to the kids once they're elementary age and up pretty much. Do it based on if it is in their capability to do, you can hand it off. So no driving, no sharp knives, you know, that kind of a thing. (laughs) And habit number three is repeating meals by week or by season to streamline the meal prep. Because all of a sudden, if you have a business on top of it, you're no longer a homemaker extraordinaire. Like all my time is 
trying Pinterest recipes and the best version of mac and cheese and, you know, the most artists in this. Well, you need to condense and get it to something, again, the, the efficient way. What is good, nourishing food, healthy that we all enjoy fast. So that's part. Uh, number four is because I'm homeschooling. So this may or may not apply to your listeners, but teaching each child who is in the homeschool to work independently. This gets a lot better the higher up in grade level they are, of course, but for sure, starting in second grade, you start that handoff process of, can you read the lesson yourself and see and then come to me afterwards? Like make an attempt to understand it first. And number five is honoring my own running on fume signals and then give myself a break, even if I have a ton of things left on the to-do list because I get so much more energy back after sitting down for an hour and a half that this, oh no, I still have this much, it gets done like this much time so much faster after I've recharged. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that at least for me, and, and I'm not even a mom yet, that is something that I challenge, I I feel I struggle with is the is the rest time. Like my instinct, my default is to push through which, you know, to some degree, sometimes that's needed. And, and other times it's, oh, let's pause. Let's go take a walk. Let's go, you know, do something else or just sit and relax or sit in the Lord's presence or whatever we need to do. And then come back with fresh eyes, with a fresh mind to finish the task. The problem is when the push through takes up almost all of your time. Because yes, I am right. a recovering pushaholic. <laughs> I can relate. I can relate. So my next question is, how do you pick work hours that align for both you and your business and you and your family? That is a great question. So I started aligning everything when I was just dealing with housekeeping kids and homeschooling. I had the schedule set up for that before business became part of my life as well. So by that point, it just meant I needed to dial in even further, hand off more chores. So for our listeners, take a look at your life and see what times you need to be available to your kids. If you're homeschooling, it's homeschooling peak time for you. If you're doing school drop-offs, you have hard deadlines you have to meet. So family's coming first for that. And then look, what time do you have left? You probably also still got little kids at home. When are they down for their first nap? When are they down for their second nap? What times are they always interrupting, always wanting to play with you? Bad time for the business. Wait till they're occupied with something else. So it's really helpful to get out your planner or calendar, just scribble something on a sheet of paper and start laying out. Here's when the kids need me to do something. Here's when I'm out of the house. Here's when they're actually playing by themselves just fine. I can pop in for 30 minutes and do something. Here's when I have a solid block of time, that sort of a thing. And since I know a lot of your listeners are coaching client, um, running coaching businesses, we do tend to need actual blocks of time because 20 minutes here and 20 minutes there does not a coaching business make. We need time for those calls. That's when I really lean on nap time. If you can recharge yourself at other points during the day, and especially when your business is something that fuels you. Use that couple hour chunk in your afternoon as like, this is God's gift for your business, for getting on those calls with your clients. And that's when you do it. So short version, work hours before the kids wake up, after they go to bed or during nap time. Of course, if you're nursing babies, then forget the before they wake up. <laughs> Give yeah. yourself grace for the season. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I like what you said of the season and realizing that like the season is just that a season that is going to start. It's going to end. And there will be a new season that, that may require new routines that will require new routines, new habits, new schedules, and it's always going to be evolving. And so enjoying the seasons and realizing that it's okay that they change. Absolutely. Love that. So how do you feel? I'm curious. I've always heard that batching work is a productivity hack, you know, whether that is, I do all my content creation on Mondays and that I do all my client calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays, or even batching for the time of day where I do all my creative work in the morning. And then I do my admin work at, at, you know, in the afternoons, how do you feel about batching when it comes to productivity, especially from the perspective of being a work from home mom? I tend to think it's a must. So I'm a huge proponent of batching. I would just recommend you make it work for you. I haven't gotten my head around this day is client day and this is day is content day, that sort of a thing. I tend to like my days to be carbon copies as much as possible. So I would prefer, you know, the morning batch is the content and the afternoon batch is the admin, like you were saying. But it's however you can set it up that fits with your personality, your energy flow, and how much in the moment you want to be is batching defined as two podcast episodes, is batching defined as 13, so you're covered for three months. There's a lot of flexibility to play with there. Yeah, absolutely. And and what you just said kind of sparked a a sub-question off of that. Do you ever yourself or or maybe help people through... I'm raising my hand. Y'all can't see me, but I'm raising my hand because this is me. I am a frequent overscheduler. Well, I will sit down and be like, I am going to, I'm going to make four podcast episodes today. And I, you know, I, I come wildly under, under blocked my time. And now I feel like, oh man, I'm behind. I wasn't as productive as I wanted to be because I didn't get all these things checked off and, and the, you know, spirals from there. Any any thoughts to like overscheduling or not giving yourself enough time for the tasks that were having too much of an expectation, creating too many tasks for a short time period? Yes, absolutely. Um, first thing that comes up for me is, do you have a good handle on how long the tasks take to complete? And then you're building in the work block, I don't know, maybe 10, 20 minutes extra so that you don't feel like it's you're looking at the clock oop i'm a minute late on hitting that portion of the podcast episode shoot i'm not going to make it by the time i'm done with four i'll have run over i did not have the margin the other thing you can do is maybe sometimes during the month you are hitting that rhythm and other times you aren't anything on your energy cycles women periods etc make sure you know where you are in that and if things take a long time for you later on second half of the cycle versus first half if you're more energetic so you can build the daily cycle the weekly cycle whatever you want and then look at your monthly hormones and be like yes this is ovulation phase for me i am knocking out six podcast episodes today and like totally blowing my productivity batching out of the water and then later on going i think i'm a bit premenstrual now i'm gonna do one or maybe better yet, I won't do any. I'm, I just don't really feel up to it. And I will wait for that higher energy time. So yeah. a couple different ways we can approach this. That's such a great point. We are so beautifully complex. And I have to add beautifully complex in there to, as the appreciation of how complex we are. Because there's, there's, a, there's a purpose and a reason why you know the Lord does everything so intentionally. And how to work in flow rather than 
forcing ourselves to fit into a certain box or a certain restraint that maybe just isn't working well for us. So I really appreciate that. So when it comes to being productive as somebody who is working from home, building a business from home and has littles at home, what are some common mistakes that you see women making? I'd say the big one is forgetting that you've got limits. So everyone is like, oh, mornings, mornings, mornings. You know, that's like the most common productivity advice. But if you have little ones and they're waking you up constantly, getting up at 5.30 or 4 or whatever is a terrible thing to do. Like you need every 30-minute chunk of sleep you can get just to keep going through the day. That's not paying attention to your life season. So that means don't cram everything you're hoping to get done for the day in the, your morning work session or force yourself to wake up too early because other quote unquote successful people, that's the way they do it. Maybe you don't have a brain to think of anything at night once the kids go to bed and you're like, why am I tapped out after 8 p.m.? Most moms I know building a business are having to pull some evening hours, but I cannot think straight. Well, that's me. I run out of steam really quickly in the evening. Then it's okay. Fine. No business tasks in the evening, and better yet, don't make yourself have home tasks. Don't do a ginormous evening routine and cleaning the kitchen and prepping lunches. If it needs to happen, great, but don't do it in the evening when the kids are in bed because you don't have energy reserves for it then. So basically, knowing what you can handle and what times of day are good for you, which ones are hard for you, and then also knowing that, again, it's according to your life season, which ones are good for you in this season right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and something that is I'm also thinking of is, you know, what when if if a woman is is, you know, mothering littles throughout the day, she's got her mom hat on, and then at night she's got a couple of hours. One thing that that comes up for me, and this is different person to person, is when are we putting wife hat on? You know, and really carving out time to like nurture our marriage and having having a conversation with our husband that doesn't involve me also typing on my laptop or or posting my latest, you know, episode on my phone or whatever it is. Any any feedback or advice on like how to really carve out time for our marriage? Yes, I just had a coaching call yesterday that got into this. So, I found a you do need some recharge time probably. At least for me, otherwise it runs into I am just tired. I feel that wife time with you is another to do. So I need a little bit, I need to be beyond the frazzle zone to be up in my role as a wife. But one helpful hack for us was to try to match our leisure time in a sense. Mm. So we are both introverts. So he needs quiet to recharge. He has separate interests than I do. I need that. What if we each take recharge time at the same time when the kids don't need us? And we have a different time of the day when we're both hanging out together Mm. and we build that into our schedule as this is couple time and this is separate recharge time. And that way we're not looking at each other every night. And one person is like, I thought you were going to spend time with me. The other person's like, but I thought I was going to get a break finally. Again, we're planners and we're introverts. So that's why this works well for us. But we have scheduled together in separate refresh times in during our day. And then of course, on the weekend, we can add in special time blocks for, you know, date type of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's genius. I, and I, again, I, I, that's a something that I'm not in that season yet because it's only me and my husband and our two dogs, which 
we, we, we do love hanging out with our pups. Um, but it, it feels like almost every time where he's home, almost every moment is spent together. And so that's something that I'm, I'm like mentally preparing myself that like that's going to shift a little bit, that there will be a day where when he comes home, it's not just me and him and whatever we want to do. It's me and him and our blessings of children that, that will eventually have their own schedules and activities and, and, and needs and that it will still be a priority for us to spend that quality time together, but it's going to look different in that season. So that's super good. Any, any other mistakes that come to your mind that you see women making when they're trying their darndest to be productive while also raising, raising little from home? Another one would be overestimating how much you can put on the to-do list. So I'm a big believer in that three-item to-do list. And I understand if you're running a business as well as your home, you probably need two three-item to-do lists, you know, one for the house, one for the business. But that way you're not figuring out, oh, shoot, I have to get done six high-priority items today. It's no, I already looked at my energy. I looked at when my kids don't need me. I looked at how available I am. I can realistically fit three hours in today and one hour to each task, or maybe it's a 40 minute task and a 20 minute task and a 30 minute task. And it's not three hours, but you don't have time. Like the single woman who's saying, Oh, I work 60 hours a week. You know, that is not the season we're in. And if God's called us to build the business, he understands that. So you make whatever progress you can faithfully show up and check off those three items. Today, I'm outlining the podcast episode and I'm doing a client project and I'm getting on a guest interview. Those are three things. Could I handle everything else for the month and the quarter? No, of course not. Would the single woman have done it all in one day? Yeah, but I'm not her. And I don't have those expectations for myself and neither does God. Yeah. I, I love that last part that not having that expectation of herself and realizing that God doesn't have that expectation. I'm learn. I'm in the season and process of really diving into and studying God's grace. It's, it's a journey for me. But realizing that like God doesn't have these expectations that are so high that, that are impossible for, for me to reach. And so why do I have those for myself? That's super good. Well, so is there anything else that you wanted just to wrap up today's episode with? Any last little tidbits for our listeners? Just that God created you for this and the way you're designed is no mistake. So stop thinking of the number of kids you have as the issue there's sleep problems, perhaps you're introverted, maybe you're a highly sensitive person. Those are not barriers holding you back from God's calling. He designed you from the creation of the world. So he knew every part of what was going into it. And he knew exactly what time in life he was going to call you to do this business. So that also means he's going to gift you the tools, the people like Cami to walk you through it, to hold your hand, how to do what he's called you to do, to have that impact on the world, the good works he's prepared for you. Just rest in the grace, like Hammy was saying. If you need to make a, have a five-minute meditation every morning, okay, maybe two a minute <laughs> for moms, on grace every day, that his grace is all over your day, his grace is all over your children, his grace is all over your cooking abilities, whatever it is, you can do this. He has not given you too much. Yeah, so good. Alyssa, where can listeners come find you and hang out with you? I'm at yourunbusylife.com and I put out new podcast episodes every Tuesday. They're super quick, like five minutes to give you a little nugget of transformation. You can take action on that day. That's at, um, the unbusy mom. 
Perfect. Well, I'll link both of those in the show notes. If you are listening, absolutely go check out Alyssa at her website, go check out her podcast. These are tools and skills that whether you are somebody who's currently building a business and you are deep into building your business and deep in motherhood, or maybe you're, you're in a season where you're like, the Lord is, I know that I'm not building the business yet, but the Lord is calling me to build the business in a future season, regardless of where you're at, these skills are going to add value to your life. So Alyssa, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. And can I say, I love the phrase unbusy. That's genius. Where did that come from? How, what, what, what was the spark for that? That was a good idea. Totally it. made up. Yeah. I love it. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Kim. Hey coach. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode.